Israel shows the After Astroworld Showman from November 10, 2021. How's it going? How's it going, everybody? Too much shit going on. <laughs> time fucking changed one more time for no fucking reason. And I'm commuting between two homes at this moment. Oh, it must be nice being a one percenter. I'm not a one percenter, but fuck. What am I gonna do? I'm trying in my life here, you know. And then, uh, you know, I, I didn't, and then also, Astro World happened, but I don't have much to talk about other than fucking Travis Scott did the Travis Scott thing, and then you know, face palm ain't exactly a good face palm, and all that shit. And then uh, I think I'm sleep deprived partially, trying to do too much. Uh, quick background on the whole commuting situation. So. I got a new place that's about a mile away or less. And then uh, one thing I realized after closing it about a couple weeks ago was that, uh, dude, I'm not going to find people to do shit. Labor shortage, part shortage, they're all fucking real. And then about two days after I closed the place and got the keys and got me thinking, it's like, number one, I don't know when I'm going to move, although I already gave a declaration when I'm going to move out by. And then uh, uh, I, I, in between, I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just paint the shit myself and then fix all the Nixon, you know, cranny and crooks and all that shit by myself, me and Colleen. And then um, I realized that today, uh, Tuesday, I'm recording this. I absolutely fucking hate painting. And then, or maybe there are some tasks that I'm better tasked to do than doing the whole thing by myself. I don't mind the prepping so much, taping and everything, covering and all that shit. I like that part, you know? I, But I think I'm getting burnt out, burning myself out, you know, trying to fill up every time, you know, that I have with the most optimized work possible. I'm not a robot, but I'm trying to work like one for some reason, especially after I got an internet through last week. So I've been like, Basically, what I've been doing is the last week because I, I go over there since I have the internet and then my job is remote at the moment. I just need the internet and then some space to work with the chair and my fat ass lap board or something. And so I just got that. And in between my work hours, if I have, I got to step away from the screen, right? Like every two hours or so, I got to fucking step the fuck away, whether it's my monitor, even with the blue light on or whatever. And if I'm not working, reading other shit, uh, I usually take a break or something, right? I just pace around. I don't know, do push-ups or some shit. But I realized that, I, I just said, you know what? The brilliant idea that I came up with is I'm going to start prepping for the painting shit between the uh, off time that I have. The away screen time, I'm just going to start taping this motherfucker. And then a lot of different thoughts. It's been weirdly weird, like cathartic and therapeutic, just taping shit on the ceiling or the walls and everything. And then it makes me look into the details of the house, the place. And I just go, hmm, interesting. And it's not a huge place. It's like 1,200 square foot. So I can tape on myself fast. But then in the end, I think last week I counted that, holy fuck, I spent about four hours taping <laughs> in total over the course of like, you know, two and a half days that I was there during work days. And then we got to paint, boom, we achieved fast and all that stuff. But then today... The Tuesday, I said, I'm going to paint by myself. And then I absolutely fucking bricked it hard, you know. And then I had to spend extra time, you know, scraping up the paint off the tile floor. Ooh, tile floor, so fancy. I didn't put it there, okay? It's there. 
but it made it easier to kind of remove paint and shit. And then I just realized that, you know what? As much as this optimized work is great, I'm really burning myself out. <laughs> because every minute that I have spare time, I start having my own anxiety and all that stuff and trying to finish the shit and then get it done. Just get it done. Just get it done and then move on to the next thing. I got to fix the bathroom door. I got to fix this fucking light. I got to find the flooring people. And I don't know when I'm going to do the new flooring instead of a carpet, blah, blah, blah. What am I going to move? And trying to optimize a move, I decide to move small nick and items by myself every day as I commute one mile. I bring little shit over, couple plates, two plates, one box, the Lego collection, document files, and all that shit. I bring it over, and then it's exhausting. And then I think I reached that fucking point, which is I'm meandering so fucking much and spending almost five minutes talking about this shit. You know, instead of going into the main topic I wanted to talk about that I've been holding it off for the last 10 days or so. That said, uh, I am trying to work like a machine doing this. And then we got a lot done. And then today was the worst. I just threw out my fucking socks, probably threw out the shoes that I got because I stepped on the fucking paint. And then, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just I, I hate smelling the fucking paint fume. So I've been going over every day almost. So I just said, you know what, I'm. I'm going to take a fucking chill day because this is really mentally not good for my brain. <laughs> I love the paint fume smell. But maybe maybe I'm going like fucking, uh, what's his fucking name? Who wrote the uh, Lewis Carroll? I think that was a pen name. Uh, who wrote the Alice in Wonderland? Who was all fucking high at all fucking time? A little fucking pedophile mathematician. You know, who wasn't in the 17th century, right? And then, uh, you know, and then I just go like, I don't want to do this. And then uh, lots of, lots of like, there hasn't been exactly a mental break, I would say, even a physical break in between. So, and I'm doing this now because I was like, fuck, it's Tuesday. I got to record this shit. And then uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mumbling now, meandering, which means I'm really exhausted. I hope I make it through this. I don't think I'm going to talk about the main topic tonight, <laughs> which are the Democrats. You know, I started thinking that as I was as I was taping the fucking, you know, ceiling and the wall. I look at the blue tape and I just go, it's like last Tuesday or something. I just go like, how the fuck did the Democrats fuck this up? Especially the progressives. But more to come on that. But speaking of the, uh, speaking of, speaking of fucking up, Aaron Rodgers loyally fucked up with his situation. Cut. If you want to listen to my vent about Aaron Rodgers, you know, go back and listen to episode 192. Holy fuck, it was from November 25th last year. How arrogance wasted the Packers' decade. At least Kyrie Irving, which I talked about about three weeks ago. Holy shit, it was more than three weeks ago in episode 236. Uh, Kyrie Irving's at least upfront about his anti-vex position. Aaron Rodgers flat out fucking lied. You know, vaccine or no, you know, China virus, no China virus. Say all you want, but he fucking lied. He fucking lied. He misled people. He should be fucking punished. But one thing I want to highlight is like Aaron's a really smart guy. He's a well-spoken young man. Uh, no, go back and listen to my episode 192 and get my true thoughts. You know, I don't. Truly smart people know what the smart people sound like. And this guy is a pretentious asshole. 
and then I'm for once I'm with the Rogers family, not Aaron, where fame really got over his fucking head in this fucking topic. And then he's doing a potentially life costly thing. But anyways, I mean, they play the Washington football team where Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Washington team, has had cancer. So he's immunocompromised. He ain't immunized. And then you don't think they fucking hugged at the end of that fucking game two weeks ago on the October 25th? I'm sorry. I'm just putting it out there. You put a fucking cancer patient at a fucking risk. I'm immunized. Fuck you, yo. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. I knew he I knew he was a fringe smart sounding motherfucker, but he ain't. The fault in our football stars. See how many of you get that fucking joke and see if Shalane Woodley's okay. The wife of Aaron Rodgers. But anyways. Speaking of uh sports. I finished the Ted Lasso the two seasons. I just finished the last three episodes of season two before I recorded this. Um, this is my second attempt recording this episode because uh, I noticed that the mic was glitching out here and there. So, did this cut out again? No, it didn't. Thank you. It's still running. Um, I must say, I am genuinely, genuinely surprised in a good way that a very simpleton <laughs> meme character with very banal, simple character and it has... Utterly expanded into expanded into the universe of uh, of a human and other humans, really, in the Ted Lasso world, where it just digs deep into perfectly sound characters that have actually deeper problems or the deeper states that are. Very relatable and realistic, yet not too many people think about. So this show, I will say, after two seasons, covers a lot of mental health. You know about the mental psyche. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna say issues because they're not issues. Because all of all these things I'm gonna about to spew out are present in every single one of us, which is anxiety, self doubt. Self-confidence, shadowing, uh, just transparency, dishonesty, deception, you know, lack of confidence, uh, guttural feeling, nightmares, panics, you know, holding it in, you know, how others might perceive you, you know locutiousness you know all those things you know just came out and then not just out of Ted Lasso but all the other characters surrounding and I don't think I have ever seen a television show a fictional show do that even a reality show wouldn't really be able to hit the topics like this you know in an intervention or something. So for that, I think this show deserves full credit that it deserves. And then the Apple Apple TV has gotten my due from the trial perspective. And uh, I wonder, 
how, I, 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 now I wonder like how other TV shows haven't been able to take advantage of this. Especially if you're looking for vulnerability, that's another word that I missed, you know, of a character. A lot of it went into anti-hero or just, just turning the character from a hero to a zero, you know, over the course, whether it's a soprano or Breaking Bad and all that stuff. Or zero to a hero, that kind of thing. Like Loki from the MCU. But never have I seen where a perfectly, perfectly a good person has flaws that are so realistic that it explains their flawlessness or trying to mask their flaws with their flawlessness, which is a very interesting subject. It's just the denial, you know, and then the shielding, their defense mechanism. Which this show tackles in so many different characters. And it got to a point where I I think there are very more than a handful moments I was like actually moved. And then yeah, I'm gonna fucking admit it. Like I just like had that oomph. You know, I didn't fully ball out cry. But I think end of the first season was a first moment and then there are many moments in second season I just had that utter you know empathy sympathy and then relatable feelings that it just like just flooded and then it just like it just hit me hard i didn't ball out and cry but it's like i just really had to pause and be like wow this really pulled a good string over here gotta be good brother uh sister and then i just go like this is a good show and it made me wonder how come other shows don't do this i talk about very simple storytelling and devices like the hero zero anti-hero just uh, unreliable narrators and whatnot, such as Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw. I talked about Sex and the City, one of the more popular shows, episodes that I have gotten out there for some reason. And then I wonder why, how, like, some shows don't do this. For example, God, I'm referencing a fucking wrestling. If you're going to have a cartoony fucking characters, you can have a cool cartoony characters even in the 21st century in 2021. You just have to respect the audience's level of understanding which ted lasso does not insult us as much as ted lasso's characters happy go around and all that stuff it doesn't in- insult my intelligence with some of the realism it puts in it's like hey just because you just give him a happy character doesn't mean you get a happy ending the specific example spoiler alert if you give shit about that bit boys and girls is, uh, hey, they got to the FA Cup semifinal, you know, against Man City, Again, the exact team that in season one relegated uh, Ted Lasso's team, the AFC Richmond. Oh, the traditional storyline thinking, the TV executive thinking is, you got to have them come back and give their win back. No, they got absolutely shellacked worse than that they did in season one, 5-0 in the biggest stage possible. That's real. That's a plausible scenario, and it absolutely makes sense, especially from a Premier League, the top-tier club, to the second-tier club at that moment, at the biggest stage, where the the second tier has never been before as a Cinderella. And they didn't insult my intelligence by having them getting squashed. Unlike in the WWE, where they just do this 50-50 booking, oh, you lose in the beginning to not establish any credibility in a character that you're supposed to cheer for yet you turn around and say oh you give the win back later like it fucking matters 
and then gives a corny ass fucking lines. That's not gonna work in 2021. I hope WWE somebody there watches Ted Lasso and be like, Ted Lasso is a perfect, good character, but has so many f- realistic flaws that you you want to root for the guy. Why can't WWE do that? Why do you have to pull this stupid shit? For example, but anyways, this is a very reach subject. And then also, you have that for some of the other characters, whether it's a fucking Dexter. Soprano is a more complex character, although it's just like, boom, it's disappeared in the middle of whatever. But think of your other TV shows and see how, how they wrote other characters that you're supposed to cheer for versus the one you're supposed to be rooting against. Uh, I watched the Ted Lasso show and I'd be like, oh, uh, for example, the Nate is the villain of this show. And I just go like, uh, I don't think there are specific villains in this show. It they're they're just they have villainous tendencies, but then if you follow the twenty two episodes, you know how they're villainous in a society perceived way has kind of brewed, you know? It's like an incel fucking start having confidence and read the book The Game by Neil Strauss and thinks he can pick up any fucking chick in the fucking world. And then that just become an unbearable asshole. It's like, you got out of your shell, and then you think now you own the fucking world, which is how Nate comes off. Is that a villain in real life? No, he's just an annoying little shit. You just want to smack and be like, at one point, this motherfucker is going to crash. And either crawl back and be mature, and then, you know, get up and whatever or stay that way forever if you read the book the game the secret society underground society of the pickup artists i read that book you know it's not about if you read it if you read that book through the end past all the cockamaniac stories that are there it's he even the author neil will say this is not about pickup or finding love or partner anymore at that point you know and it's about power and power dynamics. It's not about, about fucking anymore, you know? And then these people who have never imagined wielding power somehow wields it. They don't know what to do with it. And that, and how the Ted Lasso show, aside from Nate, digs into this whole story of like control, anxiety, doubt, panic, you know, and recognition and all these things. How they tackle seemingly complex subjects, but in the most utterly realistic, in my opinion, realistic and relatable form in each of these characters is just, it just, it just made me speechless like I am right now. And every single character on that show, I just have, utterly utterly significant amount of empathy that i can throw which dave Chappelle, i'm gonna say right now has been harping as a main you know thesis and the theme in his latest special i didn't talk about this for a little bit and then i thought about recording it but then i didn't uh i don't think that too many people would under- understand it i think that e-word is Spoken a lot of, but never well executed. But it's a skill. 
I think that that also made me think like, look, if everybody had such great empathy and sympathy and all that and be able to manage for everybody that we would be like machines at that point. Like I talked about earlier, I I'm 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 trying to be very robotic about how to fill up time in, in the most efficient manner possible. Another E word. Execution empathy and effectiveness. Uh <laughs> efficient. Fourth one. And it just it, it it's it's hard. And then empathy Dave Chappelle, you know, all that fucking talk about transphobia and all that shit completely missed the mark. The protesters and then the angry mob crowd, so-called woke crowd. I don't want to call them woke because I just go like, I don't think they're awake. Which is Dave's point. Yeah, there's some things that he said I disagree with also, but I just go, he's a comedian, not a politician. Like, fucking Democrats. Which I don't think I'm going to get to talk about today. So I'm going to save that for another time. I thought about recording that multiple times last week. Because I don't think I've never been so angry before we come back to the Dave. I don't think I've been so angry at politicians. that de- Like I have been at Democrats. Especially the Progressive Caucus. Like the last week in the long, long, longest time. Yeah, I, really, I talk a lot of shit about the Republicans on this fucking show. But I think I've seen enough of their fucking play over the last 15 years in this country, in the United States. And I talked about their long game that they were playing. If you listen to my insurrection episode, the insurrection that took 40, 40 years, 40 years to get to. Insurrection that took 40 years. Took about 40 years. Episode 199. Go listen to it. Given that I know where they're coming from and then also moving around the country so much, I start having better understanding where these people are coming from and vote the way they vote. I think I understand more. I cannot say with sure confidence. And... Dare I say, I empathize with where they came from. I empathize with how the Virginia voters want the way they vote and then how Virginia is always a flip purple state. And people talk in hyperboles as to, oh, Trumpers won and all that shit. I just go, no, that's not how America is. And that's what Dave Chappelle was getting at in that hour special. It's not about the two-second where he says gender is a fact. Yeah, he got that definition wrong. Sex is a fact, not the gender. But you know what? That's part of the education he is getting. Another E-word. Empathy. Coming from a black man. To especially the so-called woke white people. Progressives in this country and around the world don't know how to progress or progress and are not are not really liberals. And dare I say, the progressives that preach inclusion, equality, and all that awfully, awfully lack the empathy of the vo- 
you know, for the voters and their constituents. That's why they lost. They're living in their own fucking bubble without a plan and think, just believe in the good of the people. That's why they lost. I'm not going to go into the in-depth each case of it. I'm, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say that for the end of the episode. Another E word. Jesus Christ. How many E's are out there? Where I'm, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted that I'm just like, you know, picking every E word that's evidently spelled with the letter E. It's eerily, eerily weird. But anyways, I'm going to leave it there. What a cliffhanger. What a cliffhanger. It's like the Ted Lasso season three. But um, I'm going to leave it there because I want to keep the rule of my 20-something minute rule that I have. And then uh, thanks for listening. I'm going to catch some fucking sleep because this daylight saving time is fucking stupid. I'm still mad at this shit. And then uh, all these expletives. Another E word I'm fucking throwing here. It just, it just, it just nonstop. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week. You know, uh, what the fuck is next week? Middle of November. Jesus Christ. We're getting to the American Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, Remembrance Day. Veterans Day. Salute you, troops, all that stuff. Lest we forget. We'll check back next week. Peace out.